0: Welcome to Dominion Sonship Live. Here we go, and here we come. And here, here we run this race of faith with perseverance. Amen. Glory be to God. What a moment to be alive. What a, what a moment of great shaking. What a moment of great, of great anticipation of the greatness and the goodness of God right here, right here in the land of the living. Every day, every day in expectation of the seeing of his goodness in my every moment. And that truly what keeps us going. That is really, that is really this expectation that we, we've been spending time on. Elpis, that is hope, living hope in God is really what grounds us in the word of God. It's really what Christian faith looks like an expectation of the word of God to produce the fruit that only the word can bear in our life, fruit of righteousness for his namesake. And so here we have another message. And this one, the title, um, the title is really, um, when I, I perceived the title this morning, I thought how fitting it is in this moment of what we've been talking about not disappointed in God, that faith in God never disappoints, that we have now a living hope that has produced living proof that we call faith, and that because of this faith inside of us, because of this living hope, because of this great confidence in this living proof that we have in the Word of God, we today are firmly established. And so the title for today is Firmly Established. Firmly Established looks like running the race of faith with perseverance. It it looks like counting it all joy when you encounter yourself in various trials and tribulations. It looks like never losing hope in God when everything around is caving in and communicating despair and defeat. And yet in the midst of all of it, we know there is a working of the word of God within us to bring us forward in this press of faith, to bring us forward as the shining ones of God, to bring us forward as this protected generation that is located in a very perverse moment in the world. And yet we are the generation of God in the land. We are the priests of God. We are a royal priesthood. We are the ones that are called the children of God. And so there is a lifestyle, if I can even use this word lifestyle. It is truly life, his life that is lived through us. We are to daily, daily, daily reckon this old man dead by picking up the cross of Christ and saying through the cross, I've been crucified to my flesh. Through the cross of Christ, the world has been crucified to me. And therefore, I pick on, I put on the new man. Therefore, I live in the light of his countenance, which is the word of God. Therefore, I do not give up. And so firmly established is the fight of faith. Firmly established looks like you keeping on, keeping on when when you look around and you don't see very many in the company of keeping on to keep on. But you see, when we live life with the revelation and the understanding that we live life before God, and that we will give an account (laughs) to God not before too long, even if we live for another hundred years, then that can spur us on. That is to encourage us. It really doesn't matter what is seen by man or what is not seen by man. But we live life unto God alone. That He sees all and He knows all. And He is for us through it all. And so if he be for us, then, then, then what? Who can be against us? So let's go. We'll revisit some of the verses we've been on and uh, take it from here. And so we pray now for eyes to see and ears to hear what the Lord is saying to us today. We pray that the eyes of our understanding be unveiled to the truth of his word. We pray that we will not cower nor walk In the slumber place, but we will walk fully awake and alert to the hour we called in right now to manifest the very glory of the son of God that is within us, the glory of sonship that we are now the very children of God. And so here we go. Let's go to second Peter chapter one, verse three. We read this last Sunday in living proof. You know, whether you listen to Dominion Sonship, whether you are partaker of another ministry and you listen to other ministries, and when the word is preached, there's always power and demonstration Mm. of his word in the midst of us all. That no matter the lead as to whom you listen to that is preaching the word of God, of course. You have to know that you live life before God. And these are not mere fables. And, And this is not some casual experience of just let me sit down and listen to what she's got to say today or what he, my pastor, or she, my pastor, is going to say today. And I just go out and live like I've always lived. But as soon as you walk out there into the world, you realize it has intensified. And the way you lived before, now, now, uh, it's a lot more challenging. The only face we conquer, the only way. And the only place that we conquer these things, these challenges, and call them as though they be not, that they are nothing to the Son of God. The only way you do that, it's through faith in the Word of God. That which has overcome the world, it is our Christian faith which is solely based on the word of God. And can I say, I don't care what experience you have in God. I have had plenty. I barely share much of those. Though they may edify us for the moment, but I tell you, endurance and perseverance True godly character and formation of a conqueror is only found in the word of God. It is written is the only place where you can plant your feet on and not be moved in this hour. So why do I have a passion? Why do I have to overcome all opposition? Because I know the reality of the word of God that only the word has taken me through some some moments that should have been destructive to me. But here I stand on the other side of many moments in my past and not so long of a distance past to tell you and to testify that his word is truth indeed. And there is no disappointment that is ever found in the word of god men might fail you religion deceives you but faith in the word of god builds you up and makes you strong in this hour gives you confidence that is not of your flesh but is the confidence of the word of god for you to know that you have been sanctified purchased you are now a brand new creation. Yeah, feelings, yes, emotions. Yes, there are times we need to attend to those and survey the matters of our heart. But always in light of the word of God because there's many sinking holes when we look at our emotions. And should we not be wise in the operation of the Word of God? We can go into places that are of the world and not of God and His Word. So, as Christians, our life, is found in the Word of God. As Christians, our safety, our confidence of a grand and great future is solely found in the Word of God. And yes, the past is the past, and there are places that want to still haunt us. What do we do? What do we do? We take the Word, and we allow the Word to wash us again. To bring forth a sight that is pure again. To bring forth a trust as a child to the living God, his word again. So we be unmarred and undefiled in this perverse generation. Are we accountable? Yes, we are accountable. We are accountable to God. And really to one another in a way within the company that God has placed us in. We are accountable. So life today is not like it was yesterday. Life today and always is found in the Word of God. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go with hearts tuned in. Second Peter 1.3 Well, let's do verse two. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. Grace and peace is multiplied to us in the knowledge of God. And of Jesus, our Lord, Jesus is our Lord. Uh, We don't need another vision. We don't need another prophetic word given to us to tell us that Jesus is our Lord and that we are now his very brethren. That he is well pleased with us because we are abiding in his word. See, that which the outer man hears lingers for just a moment. But that which a spirit man hears through the word of God is for all eternity. For all eternity. We are, we are the ones that he calls brethren. Because we've been washed by his blood. Because we're partakers of his flesh, his living words. What does it look like to be firmly established? To have a confidence in the word of God and to situate your life within the word of God and to trust no matter how adverse the wind is and how topsy-turvy the waves are. To trust that this word has power to uphold you. And it does and always will. When you adhere, you lean, you lean in the Word. Don't let go of the Word of God. Don't let go of that persuasion that's within your heart. Only the Word can birth. How? Through the daily reading, through the reading of the Word of God. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as His divine power. Dunamis. As His divine power, miracle working power. His living power. He Himself given to us by His Spirit. Power. Power. To overcome it all. Power. He's given it to us as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. But which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Exceedingly great and precious promises that through these, through these promises that birth faith in us, which is his very word, his promises, through these, this living proof, his promises, we may be partakers of the divine nature. That through the word of God, We are partakers, some translations, associates of the God kind. Partakers of divine nature, think about it. You and I in the body of Christ have a brand new nature, a divine nature, the very nature of God. Say what? So why are we leaning on the old, perishable, corrupted nature of man? How do we do that? By reasoning. When we have brand new nature. That this word has given to us precious promises. That through these promises, through his word, that we are partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is, that is in the world through lust. I read this, but actually last week I read 1 Peter 3. But how appropriate to read this now. How appropriate the Holy Spirit queued it up for me. That without the word of God, you cannot escape the corruption that's found in the word of God. That's right in the world. Without the word of God, you cannot escape the corruption that is found in the world. What is your hope of escape? What is your hope? Your confidence of knowing you're on the other side. His word that tells me I've been already transferred out of the kingdom of darkness and placed in a brand new, brand new kingdom, the kingdom of the son whom he loves the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the word of God that he reigns supreme in. The kingdom of the word of God, it's where you abide now. Now we can go to 1 Peter 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy, according to his abundant mercy that we see in his word, in these precious promises is given to us, that we're now partakers of his nature, bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. How contended this message is of this divine reality that we as Christians partake of. How contended this message is from religion. From the carnal mind that is telling you you haven't made it, Desi. You haven't made it yet. You're still faltering. Well, yes, we are undergoing a transformation from glory to glory. I don't sit in an old moment that is passing by. Where do you sit in? Where do you abide? Where do you stay in the Word? That's cheering you on. Run the race. I mean you. I'm for you. God is saying to us, keep walking. Keep trusting the word. Nothing's changed where the word of God is concerned. Nothing has changed where the word of God is concerned. So don't change yourself, your confidence that you place in the word of God. Just because out there everything's changing. Just because emotions have changed. Just because something went amiss you did not anticipate. The word has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this unchanging, imperishable, non-corruptible Word tells us that because of His abundant mercy, we have been born again. He begotten by the Father. We are the begotten ones of God. The born again children of God, that He has begotten us again to a living hope. Last week's message. Living hope, in the week before. And the week before that. And the week before that. The whole, the whole utterance is to do with this confidence of living hope. Dominion, sonship. The dominion of the ones that have this living hope to dominate over every deadly moment and dead moment. Against every assault that comes against our minds and our emotions. Living hope combats it all and dominates it all. Crushes it. Non-existence, the word of God makes it. non existent Of no consequence. That's how you make it today. That is how you undergird your mind. And you walk as a strong one of God. When everything on the outside is shaking, you have a confidence. If God be formed, Who can be against me? He's begotten us again to a living hope. Through the resurrection, through the anastasis. I love this word, anastasis. The getting up from the dead and walking out. Oh, oh, our God is victorious. And in him, he is made us victorious. Through faith in his word, through faith in his word, through faith in his word, we have overcome all. Not through my little emotions, not through your little sentiments. Or what we think or what we don't think. Well, a pastor said, well, a pastor didn't say. Well, sister, so and so prayed, so this, so, so the prophet, so and so said. No, through faith in the word of God. We thank God for every vessel God uses. We thank God for every vessel that God uses. But I tell you, Unless they're teaching and speaking and preaching the word of God. There's no value in the message. Truth is the word of God. If you want to hear truth, you hear the word of God. If you want deception, well then, well then, go and get your ears tickled by a little cute message. Makes you happy, happy, happy. Until the trouble comes. Until the trouble comes. But the word keeps us. His begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible. Heirs and co heirs, we are with Him. An inheritance incorruptible. The world cannot touch it. The world cannot match it. This is of God. Of God. Inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept, you and I, you and I are kept by the power of God. Again, that word, dunamis. By the power of God through faith. But take note, this dunamis power, this miracle working power This wonder-working power of God is keeping us how? Through faith. Through faith. What is faith? Is this assurance we spoke of? This evidence that we have now of things hoped for. Of things not seen and yet we know it's real to us. Faith is the reality. I love the new living, the new living translation of Hebrews 11.1. Faith is the reality. How does faith come? How does faith come? Through the hearing of the word of God, the word of God, the very utterance of God. That said, light being light was in the very beginning. This word of God is not void of power. And as you hook, as you hook in the power of the word of God, that is what faith is. Hooked in the power of the reality of the word of God. You are making it. You are triumphing over it. You are not a little victim in your little story. You are making it. How do you know you're making it? The word tells me I'm making it. Oh, for the passion of the Word of God. That no matter what it looks like, I mean, there have been days, tears in my eyes. I make a decision, I go and I read the Bible. I don't care how it feels. And there are the other days where well, with glee I pick up the Word. But I tell you, the reading of the word of God will be highly resisted. And then you have to be very alert once you do read the word. Because the Bible tells us the enemy is right there to steal that which has gotten in your heart. The planting of that seed of the word of God. So yes, the fight of faith and contending to keep and to hold on to the word of truth. So going back to what Peter wrote to us, that we're being kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, just a little while, he says, and though it might seem like a long season at times, the word says for a little while. If need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Why? Verse seven tells us that the genuineness, not to teach us some lesson. But that the genuineness, the purity of our faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory of the revelation of Jesus Christ. I tell you, everything coming your way, it's producing, it's producing a greater assurance within you when you stay in the Word of God. That the faith that I have in me, the purity of it, is what makes me overcome this moment. And when you overcome by faith this moment through this pure persuasion as a child, if God said it in His Word, then that's how it's going to be. Then that produces this praise and honor to the living God. That's what Hebrews eleven six, I believe, says. The only thing that pleases Him, that gives Him honor... Is faith. Faith. Not faith in the circumstance to bring you under. Not faith in what someone else said to you. Brother, I've got a prophetic word for you. Sister, I got something from the Lord for you. Thank God for all those if they're from the Lord. Thank God. That God in His mercy found vessels to speak to us. Thank God for that. But I tell you, What confidence the written word inspires in one's heart. To know, to know, that the purity of His faith in me is producing a praise to my living God, no matter the circumstance. They will only last a little while, a little while, only to prove to me the greatness of the faith that I have of the Son of God within me. Glory be to God. Every trial, every moment that you resist steadfast in the faith, every temptation that Satan is behind, that you would stand in the faith and confidence in confidence and the Word of God is communicating the greatness of the Word of God in you, the purity that now resides within you, the faith of the Son of God. You're no longer your own. You're not living your own little life trying to be a Christian, trying to be a Christian, working really hard on being a Christian. Oh, my dear. No, what we do, though, is we put off the old man and we put on the new man who's renewed in the image and likeness of our master. So the life that we now live, it's his life, which is the life of the word of God. That is the rest of faith right there. The rest of faith is to allow Him to live life through you. How are you believing the Word of God? Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith pistis this persuasion that comes from God in birth in the human heart, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, not seen. For by the elders obtained a good testimony, by faith we understand that the world's You see, now by faith that we do have in the word of God, we have an understanding. What is this understanding that we have now because of the word? That the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen we not made of things which are visible. So what that tells me is that I too, of course Peter tells us, but that I too am fashioned by the word of God. That I am born of this incorruptible seed of the word of God. And so that my life does not consist of what I see. But my life is based on a persuasion of what the Lord has said in His Word. So as we grow up in faith, as we mature in faith, how? By exercising the dominion of the Word of God in a trying moment. That's how we grow up. In a trying moment when the pressure is at all-time high. And what do you do then? You take the pressure that the word of God exerts, the pressure of the Holy Ghost, the power of the living one within us. (laughs) And we proclaim, we proclaim his word. If God before me is one of my most common that comes to my lips in this hour, what can be against me? God has perfected me in Christ already. I am already justified because of the blood. I am already sanctified because of the blood. I already stand before my living God. In love, Ephesians 1, 4 is another one I quote a lot. I am before God. And everything bows before God. And I'm in that place where everything bows to me because I am of God. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. No, no, no. <laughs> but we, again, we talked about faith is based on a divine persuasion on things that are not seen. Let's go in the message now. A little more in the verses that I have. Let's go to Manrika. Uh, Colossians. In Colossians, there's firmly established, firmly established. Everything I said is lining up for it. Firmly established. An all time confidence in the Word of God. Looking for, I'm looking for Colossians. Oh, my, my, Actually, let's go to Colossians 1 before we go to chapter 2, Colossians. Colossians 1 is something I read a lot, and I've read it in a lot of the messages that God gives to me. Colossians, well, my, my. Let's go from 119, and we just cue it up. For it pleased the Father that in Him, in Him, all the fullness should dwell, and by him, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, which we have to always be mindful that he is the word made flesh. The opening of his word to man. So much so that Jesus said, if you see me, you see the Father. The opening of God to all of us through his word, his son. They sent into the world. Through him now, we have fullness. Through him now, we have perfect reconciliation with God our Father. That's what we're reading here in Colossians. Let's go back to 119. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. Oh, the fullness of the Godhead. Oh, the fullness of God lives where? In the Word. Don't cheapen yourself and, and really rob from yourself by just merely going through experiences. Just waiting on another word from God. Waiting on another word from God. I'm just waiting on another word from God. We have it. We have him. The word. And in him all the fullness dwells in. And by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him whether things on earth or things in heaven. This is the power of the word of God. To reconcile all things to God. whether. On earth, things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Having made peace through the blood of his cross. So how we thank God for this moment of the blood of his cross. Because through this blood shed on the cross, we have reconciliation with our heavenly father. And we have the fullness of God through his word now, made one with him forever through the blood of his cross. Not because you are so good or you ever be that good, but no, through the blood of his cross, through the blood of his cross, let this settle within us and gird our minds in moments that are so adverse. Say, I have reconciliation. I have forgiveness of sin. I have the fullness of God dwelling in me through His Word. How? Through the blood of His cross. Through the blood of His cross. See, the blood of His cross silences every guilt and condemnation. The blood of His cross propels us into the motion of the Spirit in the Word of God to renew our minds to this reality of purity that we have in Christ through the blood of His cross. Through the blood of His cross is how you and I are firmly established in God, reconciled forever through the blood of His cross. I should be titling this the blood of His cross. Through the blood of His cross but he gave me firmly established. But it's through the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind, in your mind, striving always to figure something out, feeling vindicated because you're so good or validated or I don't know, I don't know. Trying to prove a point. When everything has been done, through the blood of his cross. You who once were alienated enemies in your mind by the wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you. You've been reconciled through the blood of his cross, through the death of his son, in the body of his flesh through death. In the body of his flesh through death, through his death, we've been reconciled. The blood of his cross. And through his resurrection, we have newness of life. Born again, children of God. Through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have living hope. Why? Because we live in brand new life, the life of God in us. Let's go back here. And through the body of his flesh through that he is presented as holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Above reproach in his sight. Verse 23. If indeed you continue in the faith, if indeed you continue in the faith, If indeed you continue in this persuasion of the word of God, if indeed you continue in the fight of faith, if indeed you overcome every little moment with a purity of faith that's within you. So now your life be to the praise and honor of your living God. You're the very overcomer of God. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, grounded and steadfast, grounded and steadfast, withstanding all steadfast and are not moved away, not moved away, not shifted away, gone somewhere else, checked out. Listening to another doctrine makes you feel good. That makes so much sense. Smells so much sense it makes. No. Not moved away. From the hope of the gospel. The good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. From the hope of the gospel which you heard. Which was preached to every creature under heaven. Of which I, Paul, became a minister. Came a minister of this hope of the gospel, this living hope. That's what the word of God is. That's what the word of God is that Paul preached and was a minister of. Let's go to chapter 2 now in um, 6. Let's see. Yeah, let's start 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, as you have received him, as you have received the engrafted word of God, so walk in him, so walk in his word. So walk in the light of his word. So abide in him. So be a doer of his word. So walk in him. Rooted, rooted and built up. Rooted and built up in him and established, established in the faith. Do you see this being firmly established is only found in the word of God. What's Paul saying again? As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, as you have been taught the word. Abounding in it with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Abounding in it with thanksgiving. It looks like being, being established in faith, rooted and grounded in His Word. Let's go to Ephesians 3. Actually, Ephesians. Yeah. Ephesians, I think some of us know exactly where we're going, Ephesians 3, 17, but let's go with 14, this is Paul's prayer, for this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you, this is his prayer, that God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might, through his spirit in the inner man, to be strengthened with might, Through his spirit in the inner man. We're talking about the strength of your spirit man in this hour. That your inner man be strong to lead you and guide you. Lest you fall to the desires of the flesh. Lest you yield to the wrong thing, your flesh. And it overwhelm you and overcome you. So the strength that we're talking about of being firmly established, it is to do with our spirit man. We are a spirit man. We are born again, born of his spirit. We are a new creation. But you see, we do live in a body and we do possess a soul. And a lot of our challenges, I'd say all of them are found in the soul. The mind, the will, and our emotions. And unless our minds are renewed by the word of God, strengthened in in the inner man. He'll tell us exactly how in the next verses. Then, without a mind renewal. We cannot overcome and dictate which way our soul goes. The thoughts we think, the emotions we feel, and the decisions we make. The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. So the prayer is that the Lord will grant to us To be strengthened with might, this power divine, this overcoming power of God. Through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. The strengthening of our inner man is about Christ dwelling in our hearts through faith. What is faith? Is this evidence, this assurance of His Word? That's how we strengthen in our inner man. It's eating the living bread, His Word. It's being partaker of His flesh, drinking of His blood. That through these precious promises, Peter said to us, we might be partakers of His divine nature. To have a strong spirit man for God is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Not bondage to carnality. Not an up and down experience. But a steadfastness, being rooted and steadfast in the faith. We're getting it. We are getting it. I preach outward as much as I speak to myself these messages. that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being, this is it, rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ. We parent these verses. I have to myself apprehend lest they rush through it to put my eyes back on it and to read that through the strengthening of my inner man where Christ dwells in by faith, that's how I get to know the love of God. To comprehend with all the saints the width, the length, the depth, The height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, human understanding, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's what we read earlier. The fullness of God is found in Him. The fullness of God is found in the word of God. There is a strength to our inner man. And through this strength, we can understand the love of God. Oh, my dear, I don't want to go certain places, but I'm telling you, this whole thing of having another experience with God, Another another revelation of the love of God. And we're going to little little places like almost like sea honestly, of experience. When Paul is so clear here, he says, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you that God would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. The key is verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. Faith comes by the hearing of the word of God. Never separate the word from this word faith. Never separate the word of God from Christian faith. Never separate it. Nothing produces faith. That's what the Bible says. If the Bible is true, which the Bible is true, the word is truth. What produces faith is the word of God. By the hearing and the hearing of the word of God. Romans 10, 17. The only way faith comes it's how we're strengthened in our inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. His word is love. For God so loved this world For God so loved, He sent out His beloved Son. The Word made flesh. So you cannot separate the love of God from the Word of God. You cannot separate the love of God from the Word of God because faith works through love. Galatians tells us. Faith works through love. So much religiosity in religious minds of parroting the Bible verses. But we're talking about an unveiling of his spirit, man. We're talking about an unveiling that according to the riches of his glory, that we be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man an unveiling of his spirit within us which been unveiling of the word of god because his spirit teaches us the word of god is given to us to lead us into all truth i want to read that verse ephesians 3 17 the um, new living reads Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will be, will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. The NIV is so Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. And of course, the continuance of verse 18 is we'll be able to comprehend with all the saints, the extent, the expanse of his love. The the amplified, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith, and may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be able to comprehend with all the saints his love. The Aramaic Bible in plain English. The Messiah may dwell by faith, and in your hearts by love. When you root, when you root, and your foundation shall be confirmed. The Strong's, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And in parentheses, and I pray that, close parenthesis, you being rooted and grounded in love. And of course, this next verse is 18. So let's go back to some of these words here in 17. The Christ may dwell. That word dwell is to dwell in, to settle in. That Christ may settle in. Again, talk about, I'm thinking about the word of God settling in. Established, to be established in permanently, to inhabit, that Christ may inhabit our hearts, to reside, to dwell. The word study here, it's made up of two words, kata, which means down, according to, intensifies the next part of this word, oikeo, which is to dwell, to reside. The word is actually katoikeo, 2730, to dwell. When you put these two little words to form this word together, it properly means to settle down as a permanent resident, that Christ may settle down in my heart as permanent resident to dwell forever in a fixed, permanent dwelling place as one's personal residence, to be exactly at home. That Christ be exactly at home with us. Beautiful word. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That word faith, of course, is pistis. And grounded, let's look at this word grounded. Actually, first is before it's rooted. And I pray that you being rooted, and that word rooted is 4492, to take root. So the prayer is that Christ may permanently dwell in our heart, to live in our heart, to find himself exactly at home with us through faith, that we be rooted. This word rooted is planted, firmly established to root. It's pretty straightforward. There's nothing hidden about it. I'm talking about a diligence to be found in the word of God. To stay put as roots stay in the ground of a tree and they're not being moved from here and there. But a rooting to take root firmly to be established in his word. The next moment of that verse is and grounded. The word grounded is to be found, to lay the foundation. It is 2, 3, 11 in the Greek concordance. Familio, to lay the foundation. Grounded, established again. And so Paul's prayer is for this. Ah, just like he said here to the Colossians. Just like he said here to the Colossians in chapter 2, verse 7. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. To the Ephesians, he talks about the Christ dwells in our heart through faith, that we being rooted and grounded. Rooted and grounded in Him. In love for God is love. Let's go to mm, 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 mm. Corinthians. Let's go to the Corinthians. First Corinthians. Let's do first Corinthians first. I'm wrapping it up. I'm going to wrap it up. I have to wrap it up at some point. I'm having a sense of, I don't want to overwhelm too much here. But just... um, I can't finish without, I'll, maybe I'll just do 1 Corinthians and I'll start and I'll continue um, next message. Let's just do 1 Corinthians and close off here. 1 Corinthians 3. Mm-mm-mm. What a powerful verse, a portion of scripture this is. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Three five might be a lengthier read, but that's okay. This will be the closing. 1 Corinthians 3, 5. Who then is Paul? Well, we know Paul called himself a preacher of this hope that's found in the gospel. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed. Ministers through whom you believed. As the Lord gave to each one, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. But God gave the increase. But God gave the increase because it has to be by faith. Not by the works of man. But by faith in the word of God. So the word of God be working in our hearts so we be well pleasing to God. But God gave the increase, so then neither he who plants anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Increase, this growth of faith, increase, comes through, comes through, and solely from God. As we open our hearts, as we have a heart of honor and humility before Him in submission to His truth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Verse 9, For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field. You are God's building according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. Why am I going to go and read this? You hear it's coming up now about being firmly established in truth and on truth. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Remember one of the words that we looked at here? grounded was to lay a foundation according okay i'll read again verse 10 according to the grace of god which was given to me as a wise master builder i have laid the foundation and another builds on it but let each one let each one take heed how he builds on it for no other foundation can anyone lay Than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ, which is Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. And that's, we see the account in Matthew of the storms coming in. And the one's foundation was laid on sand. And when the wind and the rain came, because they were not doers of the Word of God, their house fell and great was the fall. But the walls were built on this foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the rock, firmly rooted and grounded in faith in Him, in His Word. The winds came, the rain came, and beat against that house vehemently with great intensity. What happened did not budge immovable, steadfast in faith. That is what it is to be firmly established. On the one true foundation, the Lord Jesus Christ, not the doctrine of man, but the word of God. Get back in reading your Bible. And maybe for a moment you might want to tune out a lot of other voices. Get back in reading your Bible. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone built on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay straw, each one's work will become clear. There's nothing hidden from God. Each one's work will become clear For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on, it endures, he'll receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. I talked about this last Sunday. that which we yield for him to do through us, the works of faith, there'll be rewards on the other side. This is the verse right here. If anyone's work is burned, he'll suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. We don't want that. We want the first part about our works enduring. The test of fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Do you know this? Yes. Yes, we do. We say, yes, Lord, we know this. If If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. We are holy unto God. Let no one deceive himself, for if anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Let's read this again. The wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore, let no one boast in man, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Paulus or Cephas or the word of life or death or things present or things to come are all yours. And you are Christ's and you are Christ's and Christ is of God. Therefore, you are of God and I got to say Colossians came Galatians came really strong here the our boast because we are of Christ because we are of God our soul boast is found where the blood of the cross our soul boasting is found where Paul says the minister of the hope of the gospel, the minister of the gospel, that he laid the foundation on the Lord Jesus Christ, planting the seed of the word of God in our hearts. We have his epistles. We know he has done it and he's still doing it through the spirit. We live life before God. Eternity is at hand, brother and sister. Mm-mm. Galatians six fourteen. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, the blood of the cross that has brought forth the fullness of God in my life, a reconciliation to himself. All things on earth and in heaven are reconciled through the blood of the cross. It's our boast today. Our assurance of being firmly established is where? Right there. God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me. All the foolishness of it that they call wisdom has been crucified to me. And I to the world... For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. It's who we are. It's who we are. And through this new creation that we are now, we are veiling much for the kingdom of God because we are firmly established in Christ the only foundation, the only true foundation. Amen. We are done. Thank you for listening again. Hey, we're done.